Okay, good morning everybody. My name is Richard Clements. For those of you who don't know me, welcome. Um, we're going to be doing a continuation, really, of what happened last week with Martin Levis. And we're going to be looking at what the East Site looks like. What is, where we, where we headed? Who are we over here in the East? And it's exciting because, as you know, last week we had seven people come up and speaking from their hearts, talked about what is really important to them and what we in the East Site are already involved in. And it was amazing. And this week... We're going to continue that. So we've got another eight people this week, which gives you a flavour of how connected we are into the community, into worshipping God through our lives. So I'm excited about that. Uh, This is not a recruitment drive, okay? as Martin said last week. We're not out to recruit anybody, but we're just about saying who we are. Where are we coming from? What is the vision of the East Site, which is exciting? Okay, so... In the middle of the night, um, a few days ago, I woke up and on my mind was a question that Martin had said that we were, going to, we were part of Abraham's uh, family and we were called to bless the nations. And I woke up and this thought straight, came, straight away came to me, what does it mean to bless the nations? What are we called to do when it says we're called to bless the nations? And as I lay there and prayed, God's kind of opened some stuff up for me. And I just want to very quickly, because we haven't got a lot of time for this bit, just go over what he said to me. Okay, so I've done it as an acronym, and B will come up in a minute. And it is, B starts with, be generous with our time and our resources to bless our community, to bless the nations. L is to love the person in front of you. If we all love the person in front of you, this world would be massively changed. E is love everybody, even our enemies. It's a big challenge. S, servant-hearted. Serve those around as Christ served the church. S, be filled with the Holy Spirit. You will soon dry up. If we're doing everything out of our own strength, we will dry up. I remember Tim, not that long ago, talked about not being dried out, but actually taking sips and being filled. I don't know if you can remember that. So being, taking sips every day so that we're constantly filled with the Holy Spirit. I is in it for the long haul. I just spoke to somebody in the break, and this person has been supporting somebody now for over 10 years. That person is still a long way off, but they're in it for the long haul. They're loving that person where they are, and it's amazing. N is for there are no hopeless cases. None at all. God loves everyone. He has put his image. We are all image bearers. We must realize that there are nobody out there who is beyond being saved because Christ paid the price for everyone. And G, gospel. Share the gospel. Point people towards Jesus because we have good news to bring that will be a blessing to the world, to our neighbourhood, to the nations. We've got a massive, beautiful message, guys. So that's what the blessing, I think, for me, means. Let's be a blessing to the nations. Okay. We're going to be looking at three areas today. We're going to be looking at families and the community. We're going to be looking at children and seniors. And we're going to be looking at outreach. What are we doing here in the East Side already? So... 
I'm going to invite Ollie, who sat over there, to come up and tell us a little bit about Centre 41, where he's currently one of the areas he's serving in. Right, if you'd like to give him a little clap. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Ollie, and as part of my intern year during Impact, I'm serving Project 41, and it's really exciting because it's great. Um, and when I first started Project 41, didn't really know what I was walking into, because I thought I'd just turn up on a Thursday morning and do it and then come back, but it's totally different to what I thought it would be. Firstly, the amount of people we serve and the variety of people we serve is so much wider than I thought, and I was a little bit out of my comfort zone at first, but then as I started to do it more and more, I uh, found my feet with the older generation um, in the small hall where we have a table tennis table set up, and it's great. So they might come in, there's four guys that I get, I'm really close with now, and they, it just seems like a little family that we see each other every week, and we'll have breakfast together, make them teas and coffee, and then we'll start the table tennis. It's quite competitive. I'd love to tell you I won every time, but they're actually pretty good. Um, but we, we play table tennis, we'll play doubles, we'll play singles, we'll, we'll have tournaments, and the room is filled with so much joy and so much freedom. Um, and before I did it, I didn't realise that actually in like the community day and in the world, it's so easy to feel lonely, especially with, the, with being older, family aren't around anymore, and it's such an honour to be able to welcome them into the building make them feel safe and wanted and appreciated just by chatting the, to them about normal life. We have conversations about everything from Brexit to what they had for dinner to their career paths. And I, was, I remember one conversation I had at the Christmas dinner. I was talking to this guy for about 40 minutes about his career path and I learned every single job that he's ever done. <laughs> but it was great because he was so clearly passionate about it and just wanted, loved the opportunity to chat to someone about what he's done and all the advice he could um, give us. Um, it's great and we don't always get to tell them about Jesus every week but what I find amazing is that we've got the opportunity and the honour to show them a little bit of God's love and God's acceptance um, by just talking to them and making them stuff and making them just feel appreciated and wanted um, and we had our first week last week and we had, I can't remember how many people we had but we had a massive game of bingo here and it was amazing, people were shouting out when they got bingo. It was amazing, and it was such a family feel and such a sense of community within the community, and it's just a massive honour to be able to help do that as part of Woodside Church. Well Brilliant. Right, I'm going to invite Colin up, who's going to tell us a little bit about the IT course he's recently run and has run before. Thanks, Colin. Okay, so... As Richard said, I'm Colin. I've been helping Ollie find his feet. <laughs> no, yeah, thank you. Um, no, I've been. I've, well, I've had the privilege of running uh, an ICT course here as part of Job Seekers Club. I've been uh, aided and abetted by the extremely versatile Jeff Elks. I'm very grateful to him for that. Um, the course covers really basic skills such as word processing, spreadsheets, email use, and the internet. Basic protocols such as if in doubt. You know, right-click on something and see what happens. Um, and one, one, it's, it's worth trying. Now, one of the joys for me is, is not feeling that I'm like the guru imparting such pearls of wisdom to those fortunate enough to like sit at my feet, as it were, but rather that I get inspired by the work ethic and determination of those uh, who are on the course. I want to tell you about one lady. I'm going to call her Sally. It's not her real name. 
At least I don't think it's her real name. No, <laughs> I'm not very good with names. Now, we're calling her Sally. And she came along to every session, despite, on several occasions, really suffering badly from the effects of um, prescription medicine, which was making her very sleepy and uh, very confused. At least that was her explanation to me. I might like to think that was correct. Um, but she said to me, and this was so humbling, uh, when I said to her, you really shouldn't have come, you're not well enough. And she said, but look, I've made a commitment to come, and I didn't want to let you down. And you know, moments like that are very, very precious. Now, Sally came with virtually no experience of using ICT, and completely lacking in confidence. But when she finished on her feedback form, she wrote this. I really enjoyed the course. I understood how to use a spreadsheet. I wish the course was longer. And um, yeah, I like to think that she didn't just single out spreadsheets because that's the only thing she understood. But even so, that stuck in her mind. Um, but the point is, she was able to work at her own pace and she made progress. So for me, the value of the course is not really about imparting knowledge and skills, although that's important. But it's having the opportunity to treat people with dignity and respect and to encourage them to believe in themselves. It's frequently been my experience that older folk, and I'm including myself in that category, if they haven't had experience of ICT, they can really, really lack confidence in it. And this includes people who have had a very, very high level of education. Um, so how much more confusing if you've not had those opportunities and, and you're faced with a computer and you really don't know a thing about it? But it's great to be able to, to say to people, look, you can do this. It's okay to ask questions. It's okay to make mistakes, which is something I frequently choose, choose to model, making mistakes. Um, uh, and that's been a real joy. Uh, I just want to finish by saying that in the book of Acts, uh, Jesus is described as going around doing good. And I think that's a, a, a fairly simple aspiration that we can all do good. And I think this is one small way in which the work here at Woodside is seeking to do good to those around us. And it's, it's a privilege to be a part of it. Thanks, Richard. Thank you. Thank you. Brilliant. Sharon. Sharon's going to come and tell us a little bit about the bereavement course. Well, Sharon. Thank you. Last time he introduced me, he said, old Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, at some point in our lives we will go through loss, whether that's loss of a job, loss of a loved one, loss of a good friend. And Jerry Bentley and I have started very recently running a course, it's a five to six week course called The Bereavement Journey. It's um, a really similar format to Alpha, for those of you who know about Alpha, so it's... Um, we meet, we have refreshments or have a meal beforehand, just kind of get to know each other. And then we watch a series of video, series of video clips. Um, the lady on the video clips is a um, trained bereavement counsellor. And then we just unpack what, she's, what we've heard. Um, we look at our losses, we look at the pain, we look at the journey, and we talk about our fears and our disappointments. And we just love each other through it. Um, the course enables us to walk through the journey, highlighting different stages of grief. It's not a course that counsels people, but it facilitates the journey and it helps bring understanding to a very difficult stage in their life. It's not specifically a Christian course. 
although if there are questions on it, then faith comes up. Um, yeah, it's a confidential and safe place where people are vulnerable if they want to be, and they can share as much or as little as their story as they want. Um, Jerry and I, just to undergird the training, really to train us up, are doing a cruise bereavement course at the moment, which is a nationally um, a national course. It's just to kind of equip us, really. Um, for me, my own personal journey, um, I was bereaved. My daughter died 23 years ago. And I always felt like God was going to use my experience, use the pain and the trauma of that to help and equip others. And, and that's what I feel I'm doing now. Um, one person said of the course, I loved the videos that we watched and the honesty that we shared with each other about our feelings as we chatted. I felt so blessed and learned a lot. I learned that each person grieves differently. Each journey is different for everyone. Sharon. Brilliant. Thank you, Sharon. Okay, so we're going to move in towards children and seniors. Uh, Vicky, you'd like to come up? Well done, Vicky. My lighthouse, my it's great. I get a theme tune. It's great. <laughs> Okay, I won't go into the dance routine, it's okay. Um, my name is Vicky Andrews and I run Lighthouse here at Woodside with my husband and my family and other leaders too. It's here on a Tuesday night in the term time from 6 till 7.30. Our vision at Lighthouse is Jesus at their level. Keeping it really simple, some people have massive long visions, but keep it simple. Jesus at their level and that just means... A safe place, a fun place, and feeding them. God told me to feed my lambs, Vic, and I did. So we feed them food, uh, obviously. <laughs> okay, my youngest leader is 11 years old, and it's, we find a lighthouse has been a great training ground for my young leaders. There is no point in getting to 16, training them up, and then they go off to university at 18. So we have them a short window, so I'm keeping it training them from young and they're doing things like projection they're learning how to tell stories uh, being up front's not easy for a lot of people and giving them the experience of reading a story out loud to their younger peer group is is a good training so a typical night so school years three four and five and they're seven to ten year olds if you're not sure on school years and a typical night is with they come in at six and we serve them tea in the hatch in the small hall and that sandwiches and drinks they're, they're free once they've paid their pound to come in they're free to carry on for the whole evening in here there's arts and crafts over near the cupboards at the back. We have a Nerf zone. We have Nintendo Switch in the small hall. We have racket sports. We have the stage. This is a brilliant place. The girls and the boys do performances. Lots of boys just jump off and that's their performance. But, you know, they sing and they do dance routines. It's great fun. Yeah, we're into jumping off stage. It's, it's brilliant. And we've got some kids who come and do homework on, on here too, which is great. <laughs> we have a Bible story every week and at the moment we're following Luke's story, Dr. Luke, and we, it's written in the style of diary, diary of, a, um, of a disciple, similar to Diary of a Wimpy Kid, and the kids are loving it. It's great fun. We also do worship every week and we pray and their prayers are from I've got a splinter and it's infected and it's horrible and I'm struggling with my homework to people who've got... Last week, most of them were praying about their family members who've got cancer. So it was, it's huge. It's a huge place. And they can come in with their really simple prayers and they're beautiful. We have a game... At the end of the night, we have games. 
and that is massive. <laughs> we play dodgeball is probably their favourite, and it's leaders against kids, and we annihilate them, just to let you know. Um, we do hu human hungry hippos. We put loads of balls in the middle, and they come in with their baskets on skateboards, and it's manic it's great but I the adults don't do that bit the kids do that bit and then we have a sardines which we've let them go around the church and they think that is just the best fun ever we tend not to see wow stories at lighthouse because the children are so young they're tending to have their find their feet once they get to powerhouse and open house and that's when a new day, places like that, they come and tell their story. I became a Christian at. But we find that we are planting seeds at Lighthouse. We're planting them, and it's a bit of a planting station for them. And they're finding their feet, they're growing, and they're developing in their confidence. And um, well, just, they're just growing, they're flourishing. And the evidence is they come back as leaders. So we always say to them, come have a year out at Powerhouse, which is the next group up, once they've finished here, and then come back. And they do. So like I say, Elijah is 11 years old and he's, he's just come back and he's loving it. I've got some sto four stories that I've asked parents um, if they would contribute. And so one of these is from a lad called Ben. And, he, and his mum said, when our son started going to Lighthouse, he was very reluctant as he was always struggled with anxiety and social situations, especially with children of his own age. However, Lighthouse leaders and older children meant Ben found a place he could find comfortable and could be himself. His confidence grew and he looked forward to each week. Vicky and her leaders are a credit to the church and a great role models for our children. Another one of our young leaders who's sort of 15 age, he's, the, his mum said, he's mixing with people outside his usual circle, he's building relationships that are outside of his comfort zone and he's beginning to learn how to work as part of a team. Learning responsibility and patience as well as thinking on his feet and responding to new situations. Also learning how to serve and impact the next generation. All in all, it's a very supportive atmosphere where Vicky and the leaders are aware of him as an individual and are helping him to develop into the person God has called him to be. Another family, uh, the Salakos, Shanu's told me, Yemesi says it helps her connect with God and with opportunities for praying. It's fun because you make new friends. And Eniola, which is their eldest child, says, um, Eniola says, Lighthouse makes her feel happy. And it's a spectacular, her words, spectacular place to go because there are games, crafts, food and fun. And last one is my friend Lena. And she said, all our boys have had the opportunity to write, uh, to invite their non-Christian friends. A place of fun where, we, and this is what the children have said, a place of fun where we're taught about the Bible. We all enjoy the activities, games and getting to know the leaders and a safe family environment. And Elijah, who's their eldest, has, he's my youngest leader, has just been given the opportunity to grow by speaking up front, working on the projection, hence training ground, bringing them up, because he'll probably be leading one of these one day at the back there, and absolutely loves serving in this way and never wants to miss a week. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. So from our youngest to our oldest, I'd like to invite Brian to come up and tell us about Connections. Firstly, good morning to you all. Glad that you're here. Uh, at Connections, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, we're up there. At Connections, we seek to meet the needs of people who are seniors. Our tagline is Connections. It's a great place to be for seniors. And we endeavour to live up to this promise. What is it for? 
It's for people who are already part of the Woodside Christian family, plus those from our local community. Uh, we meet on Wednesday mornings, and we only take a short break over the Christmas period. We learned early that uh, it's important to meet regularly throughout the year, as loneliness for older people can really be a problem. I expect some of you know that. Our aim is to provide a friendly meeting place and to be able to offer real friendship to those who attend. Every week you can see how well the people are interacting and it's very encouraging. Overall, we endeavour to demonstrate the love of Jesus in a non-threatening and accessible way. We take people on tours of the building just to make them feel at home and they thoroughly enjoy it. Last time they asked me where the prayer room was uh, I had to think for a moment, but then I realised we can pray anywhere, and I, I use that as a, an out there. <clears throat> we have 30 to 40 people attending each Wednesday morning, with over 50 on our books. Illness is one of those things, I don't want to cheer, cheer you all up, but illness is one of those things that uh, occurs regularly with older folk. Um, we usually comprise about a 50-50 split between Woodside Church people and those from the local community. We have an active leadership team and are part of Project 41. In addition, we have a lively Friday morning spin-off community group where 10 people from Connections regularly attend. And we would like to see this grow. On Wednesday mornings, we start each meeting with a thought for the day plus a prayer to remind us all that, about the love that's available through Jesus. This year we added an extra lunchtime uh, meeting. Uh, Stuart and Carol, who uh, co-lead with me, uh, they had uh, a brunch and what the Bible says. Nine people attended and it went well. In fact, we're going to repeat the, this again in the build-up to Easter. Since we started, we have expanded our activities. Currently, these are carpet bowls in this hall, book club, Knitting for Uganda, Jigsaw Exchange, Handicraft Talks, hair trims. Very good too they are. So if you're all short of a hair trim, come and see us on a Wednesday morning. It's done professionally, but one of our leaders actually was a hairdresser, which helps. Board games, quizzes, talent show. I've got to tell you, that was one of the best things that happened to me in the year was the talent show. I was amazed how many uh, came forward. And there were some good things that uh, our friend Colin did, help us out. Uh, but there were one or two that were really amusing because they were so bad. <laughs> uh, now, where am I? Oh, right. Uh, so, what do we do? Oh, computer help uh, from Colin. Thank you. Yes, you get a mention. Boat trips on the River Ooze with a sing-song. Oh. And uh, plus 42 of us had a... Christmas meal at the Toby Carberry and we have trips to the theatre in Milton Keynes uh, once or twice a year. I think we went three times once a year but uh, it's afforded all these things. Um, the fact that people return each week is really encouraging. We've seen people's lives change in regard to their relationship with God and some have met with him in a new and significant way. A number have remarked how they value the friendships and love they receive through connections. We have recently had the delight of Mary Shoplin getting baptised and giving a moving testimony on a recent Sunday morning. 
So God is at work, which is great. <clears throat> if you or anyone you know think they would or might enjoy coming to Connections, why not suggest they give us a, a try? It's completely free, including refreshments, and we will even mention remember their birthday. Come along yourself if that helps. Whether they have a faith or not, all will be welcome warmly and be able to quickly settle, settle in. Connections, it's a great place for seniors. Well done, Brian. Fantastic, well done, Brian. Okay, we're moving to outreach now. Gabby's going to come up. Gabby, there you go. Well done. Is Jesus even real? Why does something that happened, may have happened years ago, matter to me today? Does praying work? Sometimes it seems to others it, don't, it doesn't. These are big fundamental questions to ask and when you ask them, they will change your life. And um, that's the questions that we're asking in our community group. I'm Gabby, I lead a group with my husband Matt and another couple, Toby and Debs Metheg. And this year, um, every other week in our group, we've been doing Alpha. Here are some candid pictures of our group. Um, and all it is really is once a week we meet up, um, we have food together that the rest of our group kindly cooks for us, and we chat about big questions. Um, it's been going really well. We don't have a big alpha course at church currently, um, and a few people in our group sort of mentioned about doing it, so we thought we'd do it as part of our Thursdays. Uh, so one week we do normal group, and then the next week we do alpha specifically. We're, yeah. Um, so Alpha, if you don't know, is a course designed for people who are at the beginning of their journey, kind of asking questions about faith um, and what that means for them. Um, so, um, yeah, so we ended up doing Alpha for two reasons. Some of our members were just beginning that journey and wanted that support and wanted a safe space to ask these questions. And some people actually were returning back to knowing Jesus and trying to remember why they became Christians and, um, yeah, just rediscover the things that drew them into becoming a Christian in the first place. Um, it's been so much fun because it, it really, if you want people to grow, you have to reveal a lot about yourself. You have to be honest about where you are and where, and everyone has to do that. And, that whole sharing process just has brought us all closer together as friends, which has been really, really great. And we've been re really able to support one another in our journeys, whether we're just starting or whether we've been at it for a long time. Um, and it's just, it's a real privilege to see people get excited about the prospect of having this relationship that they haven't had with God before. Um, and just having that time to spend with one another um, eating together, just having fun. A lot of the times we have to wrap up the first part of the evening so we can actually start talking about the other part and then we have to wrap it up because it's getting on to for 11 o'clock and everyone has work the next day. Um, but here are a few comments from the couple of people who come. Um, as someone reasonably new to Woodside, Alpha has not only been a great way to go back to foundations of what I believe, 
but to do that in a small and safe environment where everyone has a voice and being able to get to know one another, I've really loved it. And another person said that they really enjoy being able to revisit important topics and hear different people's perspectives. Um, I always take away a lot from every week and the food is always unreal as well. Um, so yeah, we just wanted to share with you this is what's going on in our group um, and just really encourage all of us to be in community groups where we really serve the needs of the people who are in them, whatever they are, whether it's revisiting the beginning, going deeper into the Bible, uh, or just being there for one another and fostering great friendships. Um, that happens when we're real with one another, with one another and honest. And um, I can't tell you how many times people have been like, wait, you don't pray two hours every morning. I thought everyone did that but me. So it's great because when we're honest with each other, we can start from a real place and make actual progress um, as people and as Christians um, and grow more. So, yeah. Well done, Daddy. Thank you. Well done, Esther. Come on, come and tell us about Craft Cafe. <laughs> so I'm really pleased to have the opportunity to talk to you about the Craft Cafe, and um, hopefully you'll just be able to get a bit of a picture of what it might look like on a typical Saturday afternoon there. And I'd just like to share with you what it looks like, uh, our vision for the project, and how we're seeing God working through it. So Craft Cafe has been running since September 2016 as a Project 41 initiative, and we meet on the first Saturday of the month at 2.30 till 4.30 p.m. in the small hall. It's free of charge, and anyone can come along. We have a really excellent team of people from within Woodside who help to run the Craft Cafe, um, doing various jobs. Some come and organise and lead craft activities, those who help set up refreshments, people help to get out tables and chairs, which is quite a big job in itself, and those who welcome and just talk, be free to talk to others. Uh, on a craft cafe afternoon, we typically gather anywhere between sort of, 25 to over 35 people. All ages and backgrounds come along. Uh, we also get a number of children with their parents through to those in their 80s. A couple have come from Connections as well. Uh, a large number of those who attend are friends or contacts from outside of the church. We run a variety of different craft activities for people to try each month. We serve drinks and cakes and we spend time chatting and building friendships with people. It's been uh, particularly encouraging to have a couple of non-church families attending with their young children who've been so um, enjoying the sessions, they've been really desperate to come back the next month. Um, we've had young adults with additional needs, we've had those with autism attend with their parents who've actually found it really helpful space to come and just do something quietly with, with their children um, and a focused activity. And we've also had those who would otherwise be alone on a Saturday afternoon. There's always a really happy and relaxed atmosphere as people enjoy talking and being creative. Our heart for the Craft Cafe is to be a community where people can just come and be as they are, to be warmly welcomed and accepted, to find friendship and just to be able to talk to others within a safe and supportive environment, um, whilst, of course, at the same time learning crafts and new skills. We really hope that, or our vision is that um, through this, those coming along to the Craft Cafe will be shown the love of Jesus, uh, become part of a community, and perhaps our prayers might one day seek to discover Jesus for themselves. 
Uh, we feel we're already seeing God move in the lives of various contacts we've made through the Craft Cafe. We've seen uh, various individuals who are beginning to talk more freely about their lives. And um, there's one particular lady that comes to mind where when she first came along, she was quite closed and wasn't very chatty and sort of didn't look particularly happy. But over the sort of various months that she's been coming along, she's got a big smile on her face. She talks quite freely and she's opened up a lot about her life. Uh, so um, we'd really love you to join us if you've never been before. Um, you're very welcome to come along and bring a friend if you know someone that you could invite. Uh, there's leaflets in the small hall that you can take with you, and there's also a Facebook group called Craft Cafe Woodside, which shows the sort of monthly photos from our activities. Thank you. Brilliant. Thanks, Esther. Brilliant, well well Sharon. Come on. Very, very smart, yes, there you go. My normal Sunday attire. <laughs> so, interesting fact. So, I got saved as a direct result of outreach from this church in Church Lane 35 years ago. Yeah, amazing, isn't it? So, I went along to a film that was being shown in the community centre and, well, God, God touched me. I'm here, I'm here now. So part of my motivation, really, I guess, for leading the outreach is you just never know <laughs> what God is going to do. Um, so we go out once a month, the first Saturday in the month, alongside the HOTS team. Now, the HOTS team is Healing on the Streets team, which is led by Brian and Rosie Gibbons, who go west. Um, and what they do is they have a banner, they put out some chairs, and they chat to people and offer to pray. They pray for people who are sick. So they're doing that, and while they're doing that, we are kind of loitering around the shops. So we litter pick, so the borough council give us equipment, I'm liaising with them, they come and pick up the litter when we're done, um, and we, we just talk to people, and we meet them where they're at. I mean, we would love people to get saved, but ultimately we want to show people the love of Jesus. Um, so one chap um, I met when I was uh, litter picking, he kind of said, um, you know, so what are you doing? And I said, well, litter picking. Why are you doing it? Why are you litter picking on a Saturday morning? I said, well, because we just want to support and serve the local community. He's like, okay. And then he said, you've moved the door. And I'm like, what? He said, you've moved the door at your church. And I'm like, you're absolutely right. We have moved the door. And he lives opposite. So he lives opposite, and he says it's a real shame because I can't hear the singing anymore. I thought, oh, how interesting. So I just got into dialogue with him, and I, I invited him to kind of come and have a look and see what, you know, what we've done to the building. He, he hasn't been as far as I know. But then I noticed his, his leg, and I kind of said, oh, you've, you know, have you done something to your leg? And he said, yeah. And I offered to pray for him, and he said, yes, please do. So, you know, he hasn't got saved and his leg didn't get healed, but it was, what would Jesus do? Actually, it's just loving, loving people as you meet them. Um, there's another lady, which is really interesting because I've had a, had a conversation with Vicky in the break between the first service. So she came out of Aldi's looking completely bewildered. She had four big bags of shopping, which she kind of dumped down and kind of breathed this big sign of like, are you okay? What's, you know, what's going on? And she goes, can you believe it? She says, I've forgotten my car. And I'm like, what do you mean? She says, I live around the corner and I forgot I haven't brought my car with me. So I've got all this shopping. 
and I can't get home. And I was like, okay. She goes, and I said, well, look, I, I can take you home. I don't, I don't mind taking you home. And, um, and she was like, no, no. And I just took her home. And while I drove her home, we talked about we talked about Woodside. I talked a bit about Jesus. And I dropped her home. Now, that was the end of the line for me. But Vicky has just told me that she met this lady in Aldi's when we were carol singing just before Christmas. And Vicky had said to her, oh, that's my church singing out there. She goes, oh. She goes, one of your lot gave me a lift home. And she said, and I've never forgotten it. So it was like a random act of kindness, just showing God's love. And you just kind of, you just don't know where it's going to lead. So just one last story. Um, a lady who's connected into connections now. We met her on the street, um, just got chatting to her. She said she was quite lonely. And uh, the lady who was chatting to her gave an invite for connections and said, oh, why, you know, why don't you go along? She's now been going for over, an e over a year. So she's part of our family here. And sure, we long to see people saved. And I'm, I know we will. And I know we'll see healings too. But actually, it's just going out there doing what God wants us to do. So I just want to finish with Isaiah 61. And it says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me, for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. And that good news could be, hey, let me take your bags. Let me help you. Um, he has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim that captives will be released and prisoners will be freed. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favour has come. Very good. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. I'm sure now you've had a real insight over the last couple of weeks of what the East Site are already involved in. It's massive, isn't it? So that's 15 different areas of service that we've spoken about in the last two weeks. People really getting connected into serving in their area where, where they've got loads of life for it. And it's just, it came over really lovely today, I thought, people's passion. So I just want to pray. I want to close in prayer. Okay, Father in heaven, we just thank you for all that you've done to date here at Woodside Church over the many years, but also what you've done to date what you're, and what you're still doing uh, we thank you, Father, you're opening doors into our community. I thank you, Father, that the church is actually going out rather than expecting the people to come in. Actually, that we are loving people um, because you first love us. That, I mean, that's the beauty of it all. We're loving people because you loved us first. You forgave us our sins. And because of that, we want to serve you. And we just thank you that you've done that. Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for us. Holy Spirit, thank you for indwelling in us and giving us amazing fruit. So, Lord, we just pray now that we pray for even more of an outpouring into this community, into this nation, into the nations. Father, use us at Woodside Church to, to grow your kingdom, we pray. Open new doors. Set us on fire by your Holy Spirit to serve you because you love us, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. amen.